0: conductive wire, and you so electric i had no say when you came so near and just right through me hey everyone welcome to geekdom is back i am joined once again by becky kovach and we are finally discussing american gods season 3 <laughs> it has been a minute since our season 2 episode but Honestly, Becky, given the way this show ended, <laughs> I don't think either of us ever felt like we were in a hurry to watch this season.
1: No, and it ended just in such a dissatisfying way that I I, I finished the last episode and I was like, I'm okay with that being done. I don't need more of this.
0: Yeah, and you and I had been talking about this show for a while obviously and we kind of coordinated our watch times but then I was switching things up for this podcast and I was doing themed months and then I went on vacation and we both had just life going on so you and I both actually watched this like months ago at this point
1: yeah I I It doesn't feel like that long ago, but at the same time, it feels like longer ago.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where I remember how much I did not enjoy this. (laughs) So it kind of stuck with me. And this season ran from January 10th through March 21st in 2021. So this was, you know, kind of happening right in the midst of the pandemic. And this show had a lot of production Things going on behind the scenes. You know, Brian Fuller was involved at the beginning, isn't now, and it kind of just felt disjointed because of that. It would be like if Stranger Things had different creators on every season. Like, I don't think that would work well. I think the reason Stranger Things works is because it started with this vision that they've been able to see through as creators, and it's tough because. It's not like this is a network TV show like Law & Order SVU where people can come and go and the show kind of stays the same.
1: Yeah. There's been like the overarching story from season to season, but if you break each season down, it doesn't feel like the same show.
0: Yeah. And we have a lot of the same characters in this season, but with the introduction of Cordelia, who is Mr. Wednesday's fiancé, apparently, and assistant lady, I guess. <laughs> and you have this added element that the show didn't have before with her character in particular. And then just with the fact that Shadow goes to this random town in Wisconsin, and you're just like, okay, That's a thing, and I don't think it worked as well as they were hoping, because you still have the Mr. World storyline, or in some cases being portrayed as Miss World, and you have Laura's entire storyline, and she just wants to kill Wednesday the entire time, which is not really anything new. Laura always wants to kill someone. Yeah. But she's off with Salim,
1: for a lot of this season. Which is a friendship they'd never really. Developed prior to this. Yeah. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Where he tags along with her. And, and kind of acts as her conscience.
0: And it's just so. Weird because. We both enjoyed the first season. And I think we also both agree. That it's kind of gone downhill. With each season since. And. The book. Is. Is good. I don't remember all of the exact details from the book, because you and I also read that so long ago. Now, at this point, I've read like 800 Stephen King books (laughs) since then. But, you know, with American Gods, it was sort of like the first Neil Gaiman thing I really dug into. And I have some of his other books, you know, and we talked about the Good Omens show. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to unpack with American Gods that is very, very hard to translate to the screen. And this just didn't have a satisfactory ending, in my
1: opinion. Yeah, it's kind of a dense book. And like you said, I don't necessarily remember like all of the specifics of the book. It's been so long since I read it. But it just when they translated it to the show, it ends up just feeling so disjointed to have all of these characters out doing their own thing. And, like, this season especially, everyone's kind of separate. And Mm -hmm. it feels like you're kind of building towards some conclusion where they're all going to be brought together and it's all going to make sense. And then it never feels like it gets there.
0: Absolutely. And I think the show was thriving when they were sort of all coming together and fighting against something. You know, like when Mr. Wednesday was going around and finding all of the old gods and really trying to rally everyone together. And then in this, it's just, you know, two or three people here and there. And I will say I liked the stuff with Shadow and, you know, giving him a chance to develop a relationship with someone who wasn't Laura, but it felt like that was not the same show.
1: Right. It's like him trying to have this normal life while all of these other things are happening in the world of the gods. And like, he knows they are, and he knows that he's a part of it, but he's just choosing to ignore it.
0: Right. And that never works out well as we saw. And that town, though, kind of creepy. Yeah. I did enjoy that, at least.
1: (laughs) I feel like that could have been a show in itself, like him living in this town and like the mystery of the disappearing children. Where did they all end up? Like, that's a mystery show, like a one-off miniseries that I would watch. But in the scheme of American Gods and like how it contributes to the story as a whole, it didn't really make sense to me. I think they took too long to
0: tie everything into that part of Shadow's story, honestly, because we do get that moment when he's skating on the lake and then he just, you know, goes to this entirely other place that felt very reminiscent of season one. And I think season one was just such a big production and the fact that the showrunners changed from season 1 to season 2 and then again from season 2 to season 3 like they didn't even have the same person show running from season 2 it was tough to get through some of this and they did show us all of these characters that you and I enjoyed from season 1 but it's just the way they used them it was
1: like eh I would have been fine not watching this yeah because then you also have Billquist, who's off on her own quest to like discover who she is that has almost nothing to do with everything else that's going on and the whole side story of wednesday and demeter Mm -hmm. and his fight with tear over demeter Yeah. Which is like a whole other thing. And then she doesn't even stick around. She leaves the the facility that she's living in and she doesn't stay. Right. She just disappears into thin air, basically. Right. So we go through that whole story of him trying to get her to join him and join the old gods and fighting the new gods. And then it's all for nothing. I
0: have to admit, though, I did love the play that he put on.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I did love seeing that side of him and that backstory. But... Again, that's something that, like, I'd watch as its own miniseries, but doesn't necessarily do anything for moving this plot forward.
0: Honestly, I'm not sure what the point of this season was, because then Shadows just, like, sucked into the tree at the end. And honestly, I did not remember any of this stuff from the book, except for the whole, you know, Shadow kind of leaves and has to be brought back sort of thing. And yeah.
1: Yes. I do remember him having to like sacrifice himself on the tree, but I couldn't remember what purpose it served. And in the show, they kind of have it being like his sacrifice for his father and, and what, what is a greater show of devotion than a son sacrificing himself for his father. And it kind of gives Wednesday his powers back but then the show's over and we never really get that big battle that we've been building towards for 3 seasons now. Yeah, it kind of went out with a whimper. Yeah. And and then there's the whole storyline with technology where he like tech tech boy where he's freaking out and hit, something is wrong with him and he's feeling emotions and he's not supposed to be able to feel emotions and then he rebels against Wednesday, but another storyline that doesn't really go anywhere.
0: Yeah. So stars did officially cancel the show. And I think it's probably because a lot of people felt similarly to how we feel about it. And it was just too long. I think like you said, yes, the book is dense, and it's a fairly chunky book. But if you think about the fact that it has been adapted twice, and both times it was three to five and a half hours, let's say, because the 90s miniseries was about three hours and the two movies came out to like, I don't know, five-ish hours, or I think the director's cut is like five and a half hours with the two parts to it. And it is also a very big and dense book, and you don't need to have everything in there to get the story across. And sure, It Chapter 2, not as good as the first movie. But with American Gods, I feel like you need to do something that's maybe like two or three movies and just yeah. have that big budget and go all out. Because let's be honest, Stars is not the most popular streaming service. And the ones that are more popular already had sort of these big budget shows and... They probably didn't want to do this one for some particular reason. But maybe if this had been on Amazon, for instance, because Amazon has so much money, we could have seen something that felt more complete than this.
1: Yeah. And like Amazon did a great job with Good Omens. And I feel like they could have done a lot more with this than Stars did. And Good Omens was what? Six episodes for that first season? Something like that. Yeah. It wasn't even
0: super long and you know this season being 10 episodes you could feel all 10 episodes
1: yeah and I guess that's never really a good sign if you're watching something and you're literally like counting the minutes like how much longer do I have to go with this yeah yeah it just this season if there was going to be another season I think all of this would make more sense and would feel less of a letdown because we would know there was more, we were going to get the battle that they've been talking about for three seasons. But the fact that I kind of went into this season knowing this is going to be it, I was hoping they'd find some way to kind of bring it all together, and then they didn't. Yeah, it's
0: just weird how this one all played out. And I think had they not had all of those behind-the-scenes issues with production and whatnot, we could have had a very different show, honestly. And I don't know what the writer's room Looked like in particular, but at least from a showrunner standpoint and some of the producers, there was no consistency there. And I think that is tough for something like this because you want a consistent vision. And I do think the look of the show, at least, was consistent throughout the three seasons, but they went so big in season one that it was going to be really, really hard to sort of top that in any way. And it still makes me want to dive into some more Neil Gaiman stuff. I know not everyone is a huge fan of his, but the Sandman show is coming, I think, Mm -hmm. on Netflix. And I haven't read any of those comics, really. So I am kind of giving myself homework to do that. And it's a lot. So we'll see how much I get through. But I think there's something about the sort of fantastical element of game and storytelling that, sure, you can get if you read more fantasy, which I don't. You know this, Becky. I don't read mm-hmm. a ton of fantasy. And so for me, it's kind of like Harry Potter and The Dark Tower and Neil Gaiman. That's kind of like <laughs> my experience with fantasy worlds. So this is definitely
1: usually way
0: more over the top than the rest.
1: Yeah. I I actually I am a fan of of some of Gaiman's other works. I've read Stardust, I've read Coraline, I've read the Graveyard Book, I've read some of his short story collections, um, and I am a fan of of those other works, as well as you know there are other adaptations too. Stardust is a movie, Coraline's a movie, and I love those as well. So this isn't like I I'm a big fantasy fan, and this isn't something that's new to me, but the they're just was something lost in translation from this book to this show.
0: Yeah, and I do want to note that I have some of his other stuff on my shelf, like I have Nancy Boys, Coraline, and Neverwhere, and Good Omens on my shelf. And I've only read, I, I want to say I read Nancy Boys after you and I did American Gods, And I've read some of like his short fiction and stuff. But otherwise, he's not an author that I've really had a chance to dive into in the same way that I did with King, obviously, because I decided (laughs) to do a whole podcast on that. And, you know, I think American Gods is a very good story that is very hard to do. It's kind of like the same reason the Dark Tower hasn't really been done well before they tried to do a movie, and no thank you. But, you know, there have been talks about a Dark Tower show for years and years, and it seems like no one can really tackle that. Granted, the Dark Tower much, much longer than American Gods. But if I'm not mistaken, Nancy Boys is a
1: follow-up to American Gods, right? Like, they're tied together? I believe so, yeah. I haven't actually read that. Okay. But I do think that there is some connections between the two.
0: Yeah. And Becky, you also know this. I don't love talking about things I didn't enjoy. So that's why we're kind of going on some tangents here. But there were still moments that I did enjoy throughout the show. I just don't think it justified the 10 episode run. And it was kind of hard to look past everything else and still enjoy that the show looked nice <laughs>
1: yeah there were there were moments that i did enjoy seeing laura go to purgatory was kind of cool just to see their interpretation of purgatory mm-hmm. um i think one of the things that i, I was missing from the season was mad sweeney to be honest he was probably one of my favorite characters in the first two seasons and his absence just like he he brought some almost comic relief to the show he had a lot of charisma that I
0: think some of the other characters lacked. Sure, Mr. Yes. Wednesday has that too, because that's just who he is. But Matt Sweeney had it in a very different way. And like you said, brought that comic relief. And the whole thing between him and Laura, it just worked so well. And then to just sort of have that disappear, you're like,
1: eh. Yeah, I liked her better with him. Yes, And with him gone, we're just kind of left with the parts of Laura that you don't necessarily like. Although, seeing she went through so much trying to bring him back that I did kind of appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. And because you and I watched this so long ago, I don't remember what happened in which episodes necessarily. But we mentioned Laura being with Salim a lot. And then he just goes off to this, like, wild, wild party. (laughs) And... It's like, great, okay, these characters are finding themselves. Why should we care? (laughs) And I don't think they ever gave us that second part.
1: No. he. Yeah, he ends up at that hotel and, like, connects with somebody for the first time since the djinn disappeared. And I like Salim. I think he's a likable character, and um, I guess he kind of takes on that role of making Laura more likable. I would have... Appreciated being able to see more of his story and where he ends up, and we don't really get much of that.
0: Yeah, so you had Laura on her own, then you had her with Salim, then you had Mr. Wednesday and Cordelia doing their thing. He was putting on a play for Demeter, he had all sorts of stuff going on. We had the whole Mr. World storyline with technical boy we had shadow in wisconsin and weird things going on in that town that had absolutely nothing to do with anything at all and it was just too much they tried to do too many things that's like five different plot lines yeah five
1: different very involved plot lines yeah, 10 episodes is not enough time for that. No, the season was so much to take in. And it's so frustrating that we're never going to get the closure that I personally would like. Yeah, it was something else. And, <laughs>
0: you know, we're only about 20 minutes in here. And I think I am mostly out of things to say. Becky, do you have anything you want to bring up about season three?
1: No, because I didn't like it.
0: Look, it's fine. I'm all for keeping episodes short when we don't like things. I think we've given some constructive criticism as to what would have worked better for both of us and things we did enjoy, particular scenes and whatnot. But it was just so unfortunate that the show ended up being as disjointed as it was. And I think a lot of people who watched this- realize that. Oh, and we didn't even mention the whole plot line with Billquist. So that's like six plot lines. I mean, I know you mentioned it earlier, but as far as when I was counting, I did not count that one and it's just like so much.
1: She's fighting herself. She's having these visions of these sisters who are telling her who she is. She ate a man. Right. She ate another man. Um not with her mouth. Right. She Basically is coming to the realization that, like, she is not who man made her to be. That mm-hmm. she was somebody before man started worshipping her as Bilquis. And she was returning to her roots and becoming herself, essentially. Like, finding herself. Which is great. And, like, I would love more of that. I would love to see what this does for the overall storyline mm-hmm. and how it comes into play later on. Again, something that we don't get. Yeah. Um, But it was, like, this whole tangent that they kept going back to and kind of taking us away from the main storylines of Shadow and Wednesday and this bigger war. Yeah, and I like to do recommendations
0: at the end here. So something we mentioned earlier, the Good Omen show on Amazon, I think if you're looking for a game and adaptation, that works better than this one did go watch that it's only like six episodes i think it got renewed for a second season but don't quote me on that and if it did
1: becky you and i will definitely be watching and talking about it i think it did um also not to go back to this season that we did not really like but is this this is when we find out for sure that wednesday is shadow's dad right or was that season two
0: i think it was more heavily brought up in this season like, it was confirmed. Okay. I think we had suspicions in season two. Because we go back to when Shadow was a kid in season two, if I'm remembering that correctly. And he was around and you're kind of like, okay, they're not actually saying this is what this is. But it feels
1: like this is what this is. And then it... Right. They, like, get like hint at it. And yeah. then in this season, they finally are like, this is your father.
0: Yeah believe
1: that's how that happened. If it's not, don't quote us. But Becky, do you have anything to recommend? I I agree with Good Omens. I think it's great. I also, like I said, I've read Coraline. I've read Stardust. Um, Coraline is very much a children's book. Stardust is a little bit more grown up, but both are fantastic and also have great adaptations if you're looking for movies to watch.
0: Perfect. I know I have some more Neil Gaiman reading to do and, you know, apologies this was such a short episode because i know you and i enjoy talking to each other about this stuff but then sometimes you're just like well we didn't watch this that recently but we still wanted to complete the circle and get episodes out on all three seasons and honestly i'm okay
1: with shorter episodes lately i i do so much editing it's fine (laughs) we're good this season also just wasn't it So there's no point in harping on the fact that neither one of us was satisfied with this season. Yeah, it really was not. I'm kind
0: of bummed they don't get season four to fully wrap things up. But at the same time, I'm just like, if it is going to be anything like this, I don't think I'm
1: willing to uh, sit through another 10 episodes either. In an ideal world, it gets picked up by a different network or like picked up by like a Netflix or an HBO Max or something along those lines. And we do get to see it brought to its conclusion in a more satisfying way. Yeah. I don't see that happening, considering it seems like across the board, critics and viewers kind of agree that this just wasn't good. But who knows?
0: You never know. Something could get picked up in a year or two. Sometimes it takes time. But Becky, thank you for sitting through this whole season and talking (laughs) about it with me.
1: Always a pleasure. I'm happy to sit through 10 episodes of any show and chat about it with you.
0: Fair enough.